Hi, I'm Crystal Archie. I wanted to do this podcast as a place where I can simply share some stories, be real, and hopefully inspire a few people to dream bigger while we're at it. So here we go. Going to make it all crystal clear. going to be a fun episode today because I'm going to be sharing something that I am so passionate about that I've been passionate about since I was a child and that is Ethiopia. If you guys heard my first podcast, I shared how I grew up humble beginnings, nothing wrong with welfare, but in the welfare system, didn't have much growing up. My parents did the best they could, but I was never exposed to anything outside of my little town. There might have been maybe three African-Americans in the whole town. That was it. So I was was not exposed to diversity or different ethnicities, cultures, anything. I was never brought on a mission trip. I was never, you know, at our church or the very few times I've gone to church when I was growing up. But anything like that, I just was never exposed to hearing about traveling to specifically Africa to go and help there. But yet... As a little girl, I just remember that being placed on my heart. And and it was crazy. It was specifically Ethiopia. It wasn't just, I mean, Africa's humongous. It wasn't just Africa, but it was Ethiopia specifically. You know, you, you did have TV, obviously. And I do remember watching different episodes on uh, sitting in front of the television and, and they would show different countries and, and then different places in Africa, you know, We've all seen it, the starving children, and you used to watch those telephones, and you would see the, the kids with the big bellies and the flies around their face and everything. It just, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I just remember saying in my heart that I, I knew that I wanted to go there one day. I knew that I wanted to go and be hands-on and just just dive into that whole culture and experience and be able to do something. I knew I wanted to go there and love on those people and love on those children and do something. I had no idea what it was. I just knew that I had this strong calling, I guess, if you would say, or dream, desire, passion that was just put inside my heart since I was a child. And and I talked about that off and on throughout my life. And, and I always just put it in the, the back burner because, I mean, here I am growing up in a small town. Um, we have, you know, we don't have much. And how in the world am I going to get to Africa? <laughs> how am I going to get to Africa? But God put that dream in my heart. And I've seen him fulfill so many dreams, not just for me personally, but so many other people. You guys, I could share story after story. I remember when I started my business, that was one of my whys. My first why was to get out of debt to help our family not struggle financially anymore because we live paycheck to paycheck. And I wanted to give our children a better life financially than my husband and I had. And the other why was I said I wanted to go. I wanted to adopt from Ethiopia and I wanted to go to Ethiopia. And I, like I said, I wanted to be on the ground. I didn't just want to send some money off. I wanted to be hands and feet on the ground, loving on those precious people there. And I remember the first time 
when we adopted our son Getu, I remember the first time when we landed and I stepped foot off of that airplane. You guys, I broke down in tears because I didn't even I didn't even make it into the city or the villages or anywhere yet. Yet I just got off the airplane, but I broke down crying because. It was a dream that I've had ever since I was a little girl, and I was so full. I, I didn't know what to expect. I was full of excitement. I was nervous. I was scared. I was, I mean, I had a mix of emotions. I was just overwhelmed with joy and excitement and fear. I mean, combination of everything. And I shared with you guys uh, a little bit of my adoption story and one of my other episodes. But after being in Ethiopia and going to different places there and actually seeing in real life, not just things you hear about or see about on TV, but going there and seeing how a lot of these children live. And there's one place in particular that completely broke my heart. I came back home after that trip and I literally felt like I was in depression for a few weeks. I just snapped out of it because what I saw was indescribable. What I experienced, what I saw these children, how they lived, the things they had to, to do to even eat brought me to tears and I lost sleep over it. And I knew that there was something I had to do, that I couldn't just walk away and come back home to my comfy little suburb. You know, we, we have all of our needs met. We are beyond blessed. And, and I came back actually feeling guilty. <laughs> I came back feeling guilty and, and uh, selfish you know, just guilty of complaining of every little thing that we complain about. Because you guys, when I went to the certain area, it's uh, it's called Kora. Well, it seems like a lot of us Americans say Kora, but Ethiopians, they say Kore. And it's a trash dump community. And there are about a hundred and some thousand, maybe like 120,000. I'm just putting a number out there. That's, that's the last number I heard. 120 some thousand people that live in or surrounding, around, amongst walking distance to the trash dump. And a lot of them have to make their homes out of the, you know, the items they make, I mean, that they find from the trash dump. And they are going through the garbage to find food. When I saw children digging through piles and piles of garbage, you guys, that will rock your world. All I saw was my children's faces. It's like, God immediately made that connection. Like, you know, what if that was your child? I remember on one mission trip that I took, uh, another team that I led, and we decided to get up at, I think it was like four o'clock in the morning. We had a bunch of blankets and it's, you know, doesn't make a big dent, but we just said, hey, we've got all these blankets. Let's go out because there's a lot of people that sleep on the streets and there's children, men, women, children that sleep on the ground, on the cold ground. So let's just go and just love on these people and hand them a blanket. And I remember the one time going, getting out of the van, walking over, and I see this big tarp. Looks like there's a couple, you know, maybe two men sleeping under this tarp on the street. And I lift that tarp up, and you guys, it was about four little small children. I would say under the age of nine, maybe 10 and under, 10 and under, probably a four-year-old. I lost it. I lost it, y'all. I couldn't even give the blankets because it just crushed me and I, I felt like I couldn't breathe because when I when I lifted up that tarp I saw these little babies I mean these precious little children and I it's like I saw my my children's faces flashed before my eyes I pictured what if that was my kids what if those were my children sleeping on the cold ground in the street nobody to look after them no bed no bedroom no blanket a cold ground with a covered tarp that's it 
That's it. And you guys, they have raining seasons over there where it rains the majority of the time for a very long time. I mean, where are these kids going? They're sleeping on the ground. And this trash dump area, every time I've taken people there, you see people just, like I did, lose it. Literally <laughs> brings them to their knees because they cannot believe that children live like this. And our animals, it makes me sick to my stomach when I come back home because our animals live better and we all love our animals, but our animals live better than these people. Children, children. And I know people always say, you know, Crystal, you can't save the world. You can't, you can't save everybody and you can't help everybody. That's their situation. But what if it was one person that you can help? That's what I said. I said, I'm going to go there as much as I can and I'm going to do whatever I can. One child at a time, one person at a time, a mother. There's so many widows over there and and women that um, get into prostitution just to try to survive. They're waiting for the the new um, delivery of the garbage every day so that, you know, people fight over who's going to get the freshest garbage. The freshest garbage that just gets dumped. I mean, people will fight over it. You guys, I like I said, every time I would come back home, I would I would just fall into this sadness and just, just feeling guilty and selfish that we're so blessed and we have so much. And, you know, and I'm guilty of it. Of You know, I remember when we brought home our son from Ethiopia and after he learned English, you know, really well, after he started learning English, I was complaining about having to wash the clothes, you know, do laundry. Complaining, I'm like, oh my gosh, I gotta do laundry again. I gotta wash these clothes. And and I remember him saying, um, no, you don't wash the clothes. The washing machine washes the clothes. And I was like, um, yeah, you are right. Because I would watch these people and he would tell me stories of how he had to, you know, hand wash in a bucket of water. And I would watch people over there find little areas of water, creeks or um, ditches of water, and you, you'll see people just rinsing their clothes out and trying to clean their clothes out in dirty water. It's not even clean water, guys. It's dirty water. And I remember that, that day when Getu said that to me. It was such a wake-up call. I was like, you know what, son? You are right. I'm complaining because I got to physically just put my clothes into a machine, but the dang machine washes them. I'm not sitting there washing by hand every piece of clothing. And something simple as water. (laughs) I mean, when I'm home, I go to my refrigerator and I get out a bottled water or I turn on the faucet. And you'll see little children having to walk miles with these big yellow containers. And they've got to walk miles to go get some clean water and then walk miles back home. And I'm talking little kids, guys, little kids. Most of the times they don't have shoes on and they're walking a long distance by themselves to go get some clean water for their family. I mean, could you imagine? I mean, <laughs> we go to our refrigerator and or we're at a restaurant or wherever we have a faucet of clean water running. I mean, I could tell story after story with you guys. I've been going to Ethiopia for the past seven years. I've been there a lot and I could tell you stories that would completely break your heart that would bring you to tears, but that would take forever and maybe I'll share more of more personal stories in the future. But I do want to share really quickly. I shared it on my Instagram. For anybody who follows me on Instagram, you probably have seen my story of one of my recent trips to Ethiopia about a 13-year-old girl. And if you didn't get a chance to check it out, it is actually saved in my IGTV on my Instagram. So when I was in the trash dump doing my usual home visits, uh, I like to advocate for families that need sponsors and see what their needs are. And then I love to come back and connect them with all of you. 
because you might not be able to go to Ethiopia, but you can help monetarily through sponsorship or through recently I did a mattress fundraiser. There's there's so many things that ways you guys can get connected that can help change a life or a family. But when I was there in the trash dump, um, one of these uh, young girls came up, 13, and a good friend of mine, I partnered with his organization there. He actually grew up in the trash dump, started his own organization. He's helping to change so many lives and advocating for these families. But he pulled me aside and said, you know, Crystal, look at this young girl's hand. We compared both of our hands. The one was so infected. I said, well, how did this happen? He said, probably the water because it's contaminated. It's got all of these, you know, it's the garbage and it's been the raining season. And her hand was swollen and infected and, and bleeding and cracking. And it, it was, she was in so much pain. So I said, you know, let's take her to the hospital right now. Let's take her. So we took her to the hospital and we were able to get her an antibiotic and, and get her on medicine. But on the way to the hospital, just talking to her and getting to know her better. You guys, she's 13, lives by herself in the dump, searches through the trash for food, for ways that she can um, find things to make money, to try to sell or recycle. She's digging through this nasty, smelly trash dump at 13 years old. She's not in school, not in school. She doesn't have the money to go to school. She has no means. She has nothing. She just lives in that dump and, and tries to survive with things she finds through the trash dump. And listen to her story. I just started break. I was I was just crying because again, like I said, I just I'm picturing my my daughters. You know, I'm picturing my daughters going. What in the world? I can't imagine them living this life, and 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 having that fear and not knowing what's next and not knowing how they're going to eat and not being able to be in school and not having anybody look after them to have to take care for of themselves. I found out she has a mom there, but she's got other children, but their homes are so small that they don't have room for her. So she's out of the house on her own at 13. And as we were in the van and after we took her to the doctor, I just had this gut wrenching pretty much punch in my gut and in my spirit I just heard go take her I felt like God was saying Crystal just take her to this day don't take her back to the dump because I was like well what now you know do we just take her back to the trash dump and just the thought of that kill you know it was just killing me but God just really spoke to me and said go take her and just spoil her for the day and take her out and love on her and you know get her some some clean clothes and take her to get you know a decent meal so I asked the the friend of mine with the organization I said would she be okay because uh, she doesn't know English I said would she be okay with coming with me for the day will you ask her if she would like to spend the day with me and Tara would love to take her out to eat and just buy her some new clothes and, and as he's telling her this her head drops and she just broke down and started bawling. And I asked him, I said, is she okay? And and he said, yeah, he said, she's just never had anybody ever do anything like this for her before. She's never been out of the trash dump. You know, she's never been out to eat at a restaurant. She's never had somebody take her into a place to buy new or, you know, gently used clothes for that matter. She was just overwhelmed. She was overwhelmed with emotion because she's never had anybody notice her and take her out of that trash dump. And we had the best day in when I saw her smiling, you guys, there's nothing like it when you see 
a child, you see them light up over a small gesture, a small gesture. And you guys, I'm not sharing all this to say, you know, to toot my own horn. I'm not bragging and saying, look what I'm doing. That's not my heart at all. So if anybody knows me, you know, that's not my heart. I am sharing this with you guys to show you that you can make an impact. You don't have to go to Ethiopia like I did, but you can, like I said, you could help a child like her in the trash dump that's not in school. I'm going back very soon and we're going to find kids in the trash dump. Uh, I've partnered with another organization and we're going to find these kids that are not able to go to school and try to get them started right now. Education is so important, but they they can't think about education right now because they're too worried about how they're going to survive, how they're going to get their food or how they're going to find something out of the dump so they can try to make some money to survive, guys. Children shouldn't have to be worrying about how they're going to survive. And you will see as you're walking through this trash dump, garbage everywhere. I always go in my my boots because it's awful. The smell is awful. The you've got sharp objects everywhere. You've I mean it's 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 a dump. And you've got you see small children walking around. Sometimes they don't even have shoes on. I've seen little ones walking around with, you know, like a toddler without any clothes on. <laughs> but y'all, stories like the 13-year-old Marin is her name. It's stories like hers is the reason that I come back and I share. Like I said, I'm not sharing to show you what I'm doing. I'm sharing to show you guys that making a difference for one child can change everything, can change everything. I had my friend that is the founder of that organization that I partnered with. He sat down with her and explained to her how I'm going to sponsor her now every month and how she's going to be able to go to school now. And he said, I cannot wait to tell her that she doesn't have to dig through the dump anymore, that she doesn't have to dig through the trash anymore, that she can go to school. And um, this is why I share, guys. This is why I share. This is why I want to, every time I go there, I want to bring back stories of real life people that I meet This isn't just something you just see on TV. These are real life people that I get to talk with and pray with and hear their cries and hear their fears. And I want to be able to come back and share this with you guys so that if you feel led to, that you can make a difference. It could be a monthly thing. It could be a one-time donation, whatever is on your heart. It could be saying, I won't go to Starbucks for the week. (laughs) And instead, I'm going to take that weekly Starbucks money and I'm going to put it towards treasured because that could help get a blanket for one of these kids that sleep outside every day. It's little things like that, guys. Like I said, I'm not telling you to go travel the world and and go, you know, be hands-on, but I'm saying that you can make a difference from your home, from wherever you live. You have no idea the impact that you make on these kids and these the women. This is why I started my organization called Treasure. I probably said it a million times in this episode, trash dump, trash, trash, dump, dump, dump. Well, these people have always been associated, and I even think they probably see themselves too. It's sad to say, but you know, oh, the trash dump community, the trash dump community, and that that has just been that name has just been put on them. And I was like, no, they are not a trash dump community. They are more than that. And when I was praying and asking God, because I knew, and all with all of my heart, I knew with every ounce of my being that I was supposed to do something bigger there, but I had no idea what it was, and I didn't even know what to do or how to get started. I just said, Lord, just lead me, tell me what to do, and I will do it. And I'll just put one foot in front of the next and trust you every step of the way. I said, but I need, if I'm going to do this, I need to come up with a name. And I woke up one day, and as clear as can be, treasured 
just came to me, treasured, popped into my head. And I just heard God say, I want those precious people to know that they are treasured and that there's always been treasure amongst the trash and that, you know, that he, that God is their treasure and that they are valued, that they have purpose and that they are loved and they are seen. You guys, I get so emotional every time I share these stories and I get choked up when I talk about it. But I'm not doing it to pull at heartstrings or make you feel guilty or make you feel bad or try to get anything out of you. That's not why... It's not why I'm doing this. It's not why I'm sharing this. So I please, please, I hope you know my heart. I only share all of this because I know it's something God has called me to do, to shine a light on these treasured people and create a way for us all to do what we can do to help the one. When we all do what we can to simply help one person at a time, that is when the difference is made. That is where we can change the world. If you feel led to donate at some time, awesome. If not, that's okay too. You can share with someone else. You can repost things on social media. You can start praying over these precious people and over the treasured organization, and all of these things will make a difference. When we all come together, change happens, and it's suddenly something that isn't too much to take on. It's something that is well within our reach. I so appreciate y'all taking a few minutes to listen to this episode, and I promise I'll try not to cry as much in the next few. Have a blessed day. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to get notifications for the next episode.